No more season tickets for this year. Unbelievable hype continues to surround this football team. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, here we are, everybody. Locked on Lions, Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day on a Thursday, August the 3rd, and a Friday, August the 4th. Matt Derry with you. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcasts. Watching on our Locked on Lions YouTube channel. We got to get to 7,000 subscribers, so please subscribe and watch for free on our Locked on Lions YouTube channel wherever you get your podcasts. Shout out to our everydayers who are out there, whether you're listening, whether you are watching. We appreciate you checking us out right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Busy Thursday show, huge news that came out today. Rod Wood actually broke the story and announced it on the Estonian Jansen program this morning. And the Lions made an announcement today that yes, in fact, season tickets for this season, for the first time ever at Ford Field, or is it, um, are sold out. So we'll get into that coming up momentarily. Dan Campbell did a really cool gesture today, which I want to share. We'll get into that today. Couple of names on the offense to watch, including somebody that Brad Holmes on the radio today mentioned that I didn't think I would hear get propped up. We'll talk about that today on the show. Kicker competition. Uh, scrimmage went on today. A lot to get to on this Thursday edition of Locked on Lions. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, at Locked on Lions on Twitter, on threads as well, at The Real Matt Dairy, the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. And like I said, on YouTube as well. We are chasing down and hoping to get on the show tomorrow. I think it's going to happen. Uh, Jason Ross Jr. Jason Ross is a Detroit native who is like springboarded up, way up to like the in the broadcast ranks. Uh, he was doing Big Ten of uh, network stuff, football and basketball. He's filling in on the Blackhawks games. He's going to be the new voice. I was just talking about this the other day because uh, Brandon Gordon has been doing Lions preseason games on TV. Brandon now is the voice of the Braves, Atlanta Braves on TV. So Jason Ross is going to be the new play-by-play voice for the preseason Lions TV package. So we'll get him on the air tomorrow, ask him who he's going to be working with, how this all went down. But it'll be cool to have Jason on the show tomorrow. I talked to him today and believe we're going to get that tomorrow on the Friday edition of Locked On Lions. All right, the big story today. As I said, Rod Wood uh, announcing today, 222 Rod Wood Drive, that uh, the Lions are sold out for season tickets for the first time in Ford Field history. Now, if you read Sports Business Journal back in 2002, they said the Lions sold out the season for season tickets in 02 and had a waiting list as well. But that did not include the premium seats, the suites, etc. This, I believe, does, and that's why the organization is announcing it. That's neither here nor there. The bottom line is, you, the fans, are making are having a serious demand and craving for this football team. You should, all right? The rest of the teams in this town are not very good. Uh, the baseball team in town can't even trade their most tradable asset and commodity when, when it's obvious he doesn't want to be here, although he, his agent says he does want to be here. and he, he, he has no trade clause, but you try to trade him to a team he doesn't want to go to. Regardless, all right, I'm done making fun of the kid GM, Scott Harris. But the Lions are a hot commodity. And now you can't even buy a season ticket sold out like, wow. Right. 
This team, and this isn't even a knock on the team. This team didn't even make the playoffs last year. They won one more game than they lost. Nine and eight. Remember nine and seven under Caldwell and there was like revolts in this town? Nine and eight under Dan Campbell. And there's not a single ticket to be had. Now, some of it is ticket brokers and we're going to make a lot of money on this. I get it. But the bottom line is there's a high demand. And even before we get to the first preseason game, the Lions have to get credit. Their sales staff, yes, I'm saying it, Rod Wood and his staff for putting out um, um, a product, for putting out promotion, for marketing the team, whatever it takes. And for the sales staff to do the job of all season tickets being sold out for, as they say, the first time ever, although you can dispute O2, uh, is amazing. And it's a testament to the organization, a testament to ownership and everybody who has got people excited, but also the expectations have been raised. The bar has been raised. Brad Holmes was on the ticket this morning on the Stoney and Jansen show. And uh, uh, Jansen asked him, albeit in a long-form, slow fashion, uh, about expectations and if they're on schedule. Brad Holmes said, I think we're even a little bit ahead of schedule right now with this team. There are players that are performing better, quicker than they thought. And he mentioned Broderick Martin, ahead of schedule. He mentioned guys like Kirby Joseph and some of the younger guys that maybe were late-round picks, James Houston, that are ahead of schedule. That's awesome. All right, when was the last time Think about this. When was the last time we heard an organization, professional sports organization in this town, say they were ahead of schedule? All right. The Pistons and Red Wings uh, rebuilds are, are taking a long time. I don't know if they're behind schedule, on schedule, but they're not ahead of schedule. All right. The Detroit Tigers are in the midst of another rebuild after the owner said we weren't rebuilding. All right. It's taking forever. All right, the baseball team is an embarrassment. But the Lions and Brad Holmes are saying, we might be a little bit ahead of schedule. Now, again, football is a little bit different. You can rebuild faster. But what the Brad Holmes inherited was a mess. I love the fact that he was on the radio this morning. I got to listen. He's been transparent. He's willing to do media. Unlike the previous general manager, he's likable and He's made some very good draft picks. He's brought in some, some free agents that have wanted to stay. So you have coaches that are staying like Ben Johnson. You have free agents like Anzalone and others that are re-signing and want to be here. You're grabbing a free agent like C.J. Gardner-Johnson who believes in this organization would never have signed with the Lions previously. And now there's not a season ticket to be had for the entire season before the preseason even starts. That is commendable. It is. I think that means that this team's going to go 12 and five. No, 11 and six and run away with the division. No, they got to stay healthy. They got to play. They got to play better defense. They have to coach. They have to coach better late in games. All right. There's still some holes there, but man, the excitement level's high and it should be. And with the NFC being kind of weak, I know I saw today on ESPN, uh, maybe it was uh, one of the Hasselbeck said Dallas could go to the Super Bowl. Okay but we always know what happens with Dallas. They always gag. Now, this is coming from somebody that watches the Lions. I get that, but it's very exciting. And uh, congratulations to the organization. They deserve it. They have put a winner on the field. They've gotten people excited and they've got likable players, likable coaches. 
And now if you want to do buy a season ticket, you are going on a waiting list for next year. You're on a waiting list for next year. That's stuff they do in Green Bay. One horse towns like that. To do that here in a four horse town with colleges too, with Michigan, Michigan State and others, uh, that's pretty special. So got to give the Lions their, their due for uh, what they're doing right now off the field. All right, as I mentioned before, a little scrimmage today. Uh, more on Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. We will do all of that uh, coming up next. First, though, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best quali- uh, qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps the fi- you find the right people to add to your team faster and for free. I've used LinkedIn Jobs. I've got the little hiring ring on my a profile for LinkedIn for my uh, job at Financial Architects and uh, LinkedIn's great. All right. So add your job, put that purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile and spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, right? So you post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, everybody, it is a Thursday edition of Locked On Lions. Hope everybody is doing well. Locked On Podcast Network, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. I saw something today that caught my eye that has nothing to do with football, but it does have to do with the leader of the organization. And the man at the top, the man that uh, 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 runs this ship is Dan Campbell. All right, he's in on the meetings with Brad Holmes about acquiring players and drafting. We saw that uh, uh, on the uh, Inside the Den show. He's the face of the franchise, whether we like it or not. Dan Campbell has a lot of pull and a lot of say when it comes to the Lions. Today, uh, after his press conference, he had walked off the stage and to the right, and he was in the media room, the Tom Kowalski media room, and he stuck around and he grabbed Eamon Reynolds, who is the uh, media relations coordinator for the Lions, and Eamon has uh, um, some other staffers on his team, including Solomon Williams, who wasn't there today for this, but... He grabbed Eamon, said to hold on a second. And Dave Burkett, who I believe is the president of the, uh, at least the Detroit chapter for the Pro Football Writers Association, he had Dave Burkett uh, get up and speak. And Dave presented the Pete Rosell Award for the best media relations team to the Lions, to Eamon Reynolds and his staff. Uh, First of all, we've already said this because it's been announced before that uh, the Lions media relations staff does a great job. I've known Eamon a long time since he was, Last man in the totem pole in Allen Park, and now he's running the show, and he does a great job. Solomon, all of them do great. Uh, So congratulations to them. But what I caught my eye today was Dave was giving his speech saying, hey, from everybody here in the Detroit media, we want to present this plaque, the Pete Rosell Award. Dan Campbell stayed. He stood on the side. He clapped. He laughed. He smiled. Um... And he stayed stuck around to see his media relations team get honored by Dave and everybody from the media. And there's some videos on Twitter. I think I retweeted him at Dairy Speaks from some of the writers that retweeted that, that tweeted this out. You think Bill Belichick would stick around or would he go back to his office? Do you think 
you know, Pete Carroll would stick around for the media relations staff. Dan Campbell was there, stayed. At the end, he clapped, uh, you know, put his arm around Eamon. It, it was just so nice. All right. Now, again, Dan Campbell might blow a game or two this year with some stupid fourth down call. All right. That doesn't mean that I won't on this po- podcast rip him if he does this. This team might go 6-11 and 11 this year. We might go, <laughs> SOL's back. Man, did we all get fooled. But you know what? Dan Campbell is a human being and a good human being. And the fact that he stuck, st- stood around, stuck around for the presentation to, to support his media relations team, I thought was a cool gesture and tells you what kind of a person he is. I thought that was pretty cool. Also today, uh, two names that are starting to pop up that have been impressive so far in camp on the offensive side. Uh, one mentioned by Dan Campbell and the other mentioned by Brad Holmes. The first one being Dylan Drummond, the undrafted rookie free agent wide receiver from Eastern Michigan. Um, we know about Dylan Drummond's speed. Uh, we know that, you know, be, from playing around here and being in the Mac, maybe he didn't go up against the best competition. It wasn't like he was all world and anybody that anybody thought would be on the Lions radar to draft, but probably was more of a UDFA candidate. And so far he has been really, really good in camp. I don't know if that means a practice squad spot for him. I don't know if he'll make the team as the last receiver and beat out the likes of Antoine Green or when he's healthy, Tom Kennedy or anything like that. But Dylan Drummond's been getting some good looks. He's made some good plays, some catches. And Dan Campbell mentioned that this is a guy that is, is going to be tough to cut right now with the way he's going. So that's been good because the Lions, we've been worried, right? Before they even got Denzel Mims from the Jets, we were concerned about the depth at wide receiver. Dylan Drummond has done a nice job so far. The other name to watch, which I found interesting, was James Mitchell. Uh, Again, this morning on on the morning show on the ticket, Brad Holmes was interviewed and was asked about players, like I said before, that have stepped up or guys that maybe have exceeded expectations uh, or, or ahead of schedule. He was talking about the offense. He was talking about the draft. And then he dropped the name James Mitchell today. Brad Holmes did. Like, uh, wasn't even asked about him. Just said, and look, James Mitchell's a guy that we really like that's starting to come along. Coming off an injury last year when he was drafted. And, and Holmes made it a point of saying, watch this guy. All right. Second year tight end from Virginia Tech. Mid-round pick last year. We know about Sam Laporta. We know Brock Wright can do the job and is solid. but. Brad Holmes said James Mitchell is going to make a big contribution this season, which I thought was interesting because it's like, where are you going to play him? Brock Wright, you know, can block, all right, can get open, made some big plays last year, especially in that Jets game. You know, Sam Laporte is going to be out there, but Holmes saying James Mitchell is going to make a big impact this year just goes to show the kind of depth that this offense has right now. Um, So I thought that was uh, intriguing to say the least and a very, very interesting bring-up by Brad Holmes. Um, the other issue that we got to talk about is the kicking situation. Uh, I've been told numerous times by numerous people that this competition is going to come down to the very, very end of the preseason. Uh, we know this based on the history of Brad Holmes and kickers. You know, Brad Holmes can draft. We know he can draft. We know he can find diamonds in the rough with UDFA cornerbacks. We mentioned Starling Thomas and uh, Stephen Gilmore. And by the way, I flip-flopped those guys yesterday. I was talking about Starling Thomas's lack of speed. That is my fault. I misspoke yesterday. That's now twice. I've had bad misspeaks over the last week, but I was talking about Stephen Gilmore not being as fast as Thomas. I flip-flopped yesterday and 
Many of you pointed it out, which I appreciate your comments on our YouTube channel. Uh, but I know Sterling Thomas ran a 4-3-40, so I messed that up. Sorry. Um, but the kicking situation is something that Brad, has been Brad Holmes' Achilles heel in his three years as general manager. This team cannot find a kicker. They've not been able to find a kicker. They've had bad kickers. They've had guys like Ryan Santoso two years ago miss a kick to win a game. They've been through the Cybert thing, the Dom Eberly thing, this guy, that guy. And now it's back to Riley Patterson and John Parker Romo from the XFL. Dan Campbell said yesterday, look, Romo's got a huge leg. It's the accuracy we're concerned about. Patterson's been better on kickoff so far and has been kicking him deeper in camp. But neither guy is lighting the world on fire and neither guy is winning right now on August 3rd. But again, this team doesn't know need to know for like a month whether or not they've got their guy. And there's a chance, as we've talked about, if both fall flat on their face, they could bring Badgley back. They could bring in Robbie Gold from San Francisco. They could do just about anything. All right? So the kicking competition is far, far from over. So uh, keep that in mind when we're talking about the Lions situation. It, it's not been good. I don't know why this team can't find a kicker. I don't know why this team didn't draft Jake Moody or try to get him somehow and just know you've got your money, man. Um, the Badgley situation, I don't know if that's injury. I don't know what's going on there, but he hasn't been picked up either. So there's that. Um, final thing I want to get into is uh, there was a scrimmage today and one side of the ball was better than the other. We will uh, talk about that coming up next right here on this uh, Thursday edition of Locked on Lions. But first, got to tell you about a new subscriber to the show, and that would be Underdog Fantasy. August is here, and you know what, you know what that means, right? The official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is a one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades, and Underdog sets your best lineup every single week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time. It's back and even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. How about that? Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code locked on. All right, so today, this morning, the Lions had what was kind of equivalent to their open practices that they've had the, the last few years at Ford Field with a little bit of a light scrimmage. And from all reports today, the defense was better than the offense. Jared Goff was intercepted today, nearly nearly had two interceptions uh, on the day, and Aiden Hutchinson was a star today. And, you know, the more you think about it, the more, I think, relieved Brad Holmes was that Aiden Hutchinson was there last year for them to take at number two and that he did not go number one to Jacksonville because Aiden Hutchinson shows up every single day ready to practice, ready to play, balls to the wall, high effort. And today he was zooming around the tackles and had a really, really big day. And we mentioned this last few weeks about 
first time pro bowlers and who could that be here in 2023. And I had Aiden Hutchinson at the top of the list because I do believe this kid's going to take the next step forward and have a big year. Maybe his pass rush win rate from PFF and stuff wasn't great last year, but this guy starred today. The defense is getting better. I mentioned Chauncey Gardner-Johnson and just the impact that he's had. He got great competition at cornerback. He got better depth at linebacker. Roderick Martin got mentioned today as a guy that's 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 done well. So, you know, the defense the last two years, especially, well, really the first year and a half, because it got better toward the end of last year, but it was so bad two years ago. We were talking about Aaron Glenn being fired. And now they're ahead of the, they're ahead of the offense right now. And the offense is really good. So that's a great sign. Right? You know this offense is going to score points. They were a top five offense last year. They feel like they're better now with Gibbs and Montgomery, with Jamison Williams, with uh, Laporta. But the defense was the ones that had a big day today. So that's pretty cool. All right, tomorrow we're back with another episode of Lockdown Lions right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks to our everydayers that are out there. Jason Ross will join us tomorrow as well, uh, working on that. And uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Please tell your friends about us. Locked on lines.